I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Good morning, Cam. Yeah, good morning, Ben. <laughs> so today, Noah has something come up at work, and um, I'm here with Cam Sloan. Um, yeah, Cam is the founder of Hopscotch, uh, which he just recently started, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's a tool that lets you create product tours, much like uh, you've maybe seen Intercom do, um, but probably way lower priced. <laughs> um, and uh, what I've seen so far looked pretty promising, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, I still haven't like made any announcements on pricing. Like I'm, you know, quite early here, and uh, but yeah, that's part of my. Uh, assumption here is that you know people don't want to just necessarily go with like the whole ecosystem of intercom and um, on top of that like if you do the whole like even the pricing for product tours alone is about two hundred dollars on top of uh, like yeah. two hundred dollars a month on top of that and so I, I feel like there's you know some room in there to bring that down a bit and make a kind of a an option for the rest of us yeah, one hundred percent agree. I think the pricing is pretty crazy on on the product tours feature for Intercom. Um, I couldn't believe it, and they're actually on like the inexpensive side of of many of the options out there. A lot of these are targeted to enterprise, and so you know they start at like five six hundred dollars a month and go up from there. So it's kind of you know it's not really reachable until you become like a Walmart or something. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. Um, I'm I'm curious how you actually came up with the idea. Like, did you did you explicitly look at Intercom and like how did you land on that? So originally, I was supposed to work on this project with uh, someone else, and like it kind of, you know, you know how we all have our list of like product or I, you know, business yeah, ideas. Yeah. We both had this on our list, and um, you know, I already had some other ideas of what I was going to work on next because I I had previously tried starting something up and uh, was in this transition phase. So I was already like kind of rolling on something else in the form space. And uh, and then, yeah, I met this uh, this other person who like we kind of got introduced because he wanted to hire me for another project that he was working on. And, you know, we got on like super well and we ended up um, we ended up basically meeting up for socially distanced uh beers in a park and like talking about <laughs> you know ideas business ideas it was super fun because like you don't i don't have a ton of other like indie hacking minded uh folks around here so uh but yeah we kind of like you know got set on that idea for a bit and so um yeah originally we were going to work on this together it it turned out uh <laughs> like that's another uh leg of the journey um but like that's where the idea kind of like got brought back to life for me like I, it was already on my list but um but then he kind of made some good points around it and then i started looking you know at the competition that's out there and you know it just yeah it caught my attention it's like a pretty exciting space because there's technical difficulty on the front end side of things too to like yeah make all this work which i really enjoy I, I used to work at LogoJoy, which is a like a you know making logos as a service. So same thing. There's a lot of in, of complexity in the UI and front end side, which I love. So it kind of had that for it, going for it. And then also, I think there's market opportunity. 
Yeah, so you kind of stumbled into it, but realized that there is a market for it and there might be something there. And so you just stuck to it for, for now, right? <laughs> yeah, like who knows what will happen. It's still super early for me, but um, I'm, I've been excited to like keep exploring it and, um, and yeah, just be working on this. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like what I've seen so far. And um, I think it's pretty interesting that you kind of stumbled into this with a second person because I know you've you've been looking for a co-founder then and you tried to uh, you know, connect with somebody, but it didn't really work out. Um, you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, like I kind of, you know, just started a little bit on that. And, and um, yeah, like honestly, it... <laughs> Uh, we were supposed to work together and like this guy's great like he we had such matching personalities um and the type of company we wanted to build was more or less the same you know like with some subtle differences but um but what ended up happening like i guess yeah initially we went through this um we went through this list of questions to like kind of vet each other see if we're actually going to be a good fit because yeah. Both of us had previously had pretty bad experiences with uh, trying to start things with co-founders where it just, you know, didn't work out as planned or we gave away too much equity and the people didn't want to stick around. And, it, it, you know, you have this like co-founder baggage. So we wanted to do this like intentionally. Um, and if we were actually going to work together, like really just vet each other on like our cultural values on like how we want to structure a company, how big do we want the company to get and all this stuff, like what, what equity split do we think is fair between us? Um, and ultimately, we didn't end up moving forward um, with a partnership. But the whole process probably took like a month and a half, like we even started building it out together a bit. And, um, and at a certain point, uh, I don't know, I was, I was like, I have another podcast um, called Work Pals. And I invited uh, them on as a guest to kind of like just this would be our like public introduction to the world. And we recorded the episode and everything. Um, and and as soon as I went to schedule the publishing, I kind of had this like anxiety because we like hadn't officially like signed anything yet. Uh, and yeah. um, and so I kind of said, like, let's put a pause on this. But also I have some like fears that I just want to like put out there and he was like super understanding and super you know willing to you know just hear me out on what those fears were and um just to like I don't know iterate what probably the biggest one was is he has another project um or not even a project he has another business that he's running um and and that is kind of what bit me the first time I started with a co-founder is like someone else like in the co-founder trio that we were like had another business and that took off and took all of their time and then we were kind of left in the dust and I didn't uh, want to repeat that um and yeah. likewise he um sorry this new co-founder didn't want to be like holding me back like in a position where that could happen so we ultimately yeah decided that it was best to to go separate ways and we still chat we still like you know hang out like share each share um share like resources on twitter and things like that but yeah i think it was the best decision for both of us i'm really glad we went through the exercise to like see that through and realize that it wasn't the right call 
Yeah, I was just gonna say, I mean, it sucks it didn't work out, but really great that you actually took the time to do those exercises and, you know, like just took the time to get to know the person. And then, well, yeah, you saw it <laughs> probably not, not gonna work out, but um, at least you, you noticed before jumping into it together and then just regretting it, right? Yeah, and like it, it really did have like all the right signs of like we worked super yeah. well together. He was really great at like product and, you know, UX, like design and um, and even like, you know, just like just kind of more the CEO type of role as well. Like kind of just like had managed a company and like I'm coming with like I love doing that stuff as well, but like more with the developer experience. Um, but I also worked in marketing before. And so that's where our our experience kind of could like intersect. And I thought it would be a really great um duo there um but you know yeah it's just like it's so hard to find someone else who's at the exact same stage as you are if he was not maybe building another company then i think it would have been a no-brainer to go ahead but um but like hey that I'm, I'm happy with where things are at it's gonna probably move a bit slower i'll do things a bit worse than he would on the ui <laughs> side and on some some other parts of the business but like i love learning and I love, I love kind of the freedom of being solo as well that it, it kind of brings me. Like if I want to take on a contract for a month or two, I can go and do that without like disappointing someone. And, yeah. and I can just, I know that I'll come back to this. So that's kind of, you know, those are a few things I'm really uh, excited about with the decision. Yeah, that's a great attitude, man. Um, you already started mentioning that a little bit uh, with like comparing your end goal and where you want to take the company with your not co-founder. Um, so, so what is your end goal? Why are you doing this at all? Oh man, that's such a good question, right? Like <laughs> I, I think like I've thought about this before and like a huge part of why any of us are like trying to build this is is freedom, right? And um, But it could be argued that I kind of have pretty good freedom already. Like I, um, you know, in 2019, I stopped working full time and went into contracting and freelancing uh, and kind of like that brought me some more freedom both in terms of like time and also like picking which projects I want to work on and all that but um, so freedom is like a part of it but if I already have that through um, through some of that work that I do then there's also kind of this I don't know just desire to build something that is that is great that people are using and like that I'm helping you know people along the way I really do want to just make something like I love um I love yeah building things that people are going to use in fact on the other on the other side of it it's so disheartening I've worked at companies where you like spend a year like building this uh version of an app and it never gets out there or something and like yeah that can be the <laughs> complete opposite like it can almost ruin all your motivation so anytime i have a chance to like build something that people are really excited about and gonna be using uh yeah i'm all over that so i think those are two of the big factors that's great motivation man like you didn't even mention money <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah money like if i really were optimizing for money which i've previously like tried to do in my life you know like i think striving for financial independence is like definitely uh it's part of the goal but i think if i were just doing that i would just go into like enterprise sales or i would try and work at amazon and work my way up to like 500k a year like you know but 
that um, just isn't as exciting to me. I really love the autonomy decision making that you get as a founder and like, you know, you learn super quickly. I've learned a ton in the past year already um, compared to what I like the pace that I would have learned in the company. Yeah. Yeah, I that that resonates with me. Like, I don't want to work at Google or whatever, <laughs> so I can definitely see that. Um, I'm kind of curious, what do you like? Where do you see the product in a year from now? I mean, that's a loaded question, I know, but <laughs> do you have any plans where you want to take it? So I really like, you know, I I know we've gone back and forth a bit on Twitter about this too, of like, um, yeah, how we're starting in different uh, ways of going about this, right? There's like the bundling, unbundling approach yeah, to it. Yeah. And I'm really starting with this focused um, product tours as kind of like the the go-to. And I think, you know, there are some companies that that is enough. And um, like AppQs is like a pretty big player in this space. Again, like more to the enterprise side of things, but like they are, you know, pretty much focused on this and a couple, couple small things around that. But they're not trying to become like an intercom, uh, like, every part of your customer success journey for me i'm still unsure and i think it's uh you know it's kind of the same way that um like reading april dunford's obviously awesome book in the early stages like don't um don't narrow in your position too much because you could you could kind of like limit yourself from other opportunities um i'm i'm kind of keeping that open i think this will be a good starting point and we'll see if like once i start getting some active customers if the desire from their end is like hey we really want better product tours like that are going to do this like just become best in class or is it more like this becomes like one tool of many and um and then kind of like spreading out from there and i think the only way to like know is like start getting some real customers and conversations going Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's totally interesting because we we didn't like we connected last year and didn't really realize that we were kind of in the same market yeah. <laughs> until recently. Yeah, it's and you're hilarious. Kind of, yeah, you're you're kind of going for the focused solution, just building one module for the beginning, and I'm like three modules in, probably releasing next month. And yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Actually, I I mean, you you might have the better chance to get customers because you have a more focused um offering for the start whereas i'm not so sure if i'm doing the right thing here but hey <laughs> i honestly yeah i mean part of it is just i don't know that i could like um build as build it out super quickly in that i would be able to put like you know three four modules together and and like get this out in a reasonable time frame um i Yeah, I like I see what you're doing. You move super fast on things and it like, hey, that's really impressive. I think we've both actually like looked at some of the, you know, the competitive landscape out there and we've seen like yeah. kind of the like some of the better versions out there. And I actually think we both kind of agree on like where we would like that to to end up or at least some of where we think that like the best um the best options are. I and you know what? It's like even if we both started with the same product like as soon as we start getting some customers like it's gonna just change it enough that like i think there's enough room in this market that there's gonna be you know people are particular and companies are particular about 
how they want this implemented. And so we're going to see that there's just going to be a different option for different people and it. it's going to um, probably play out, hopefully play out that way for that there will still be <laughs> enough room for, for both of us to play. In, in oh, this. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah. It's more like which which modules do people really want in the long run if you start bundling them together. I think that's that's probably what we will discover once we talk more to actual paying customers and where their pain points are. Because right now what I've heard is a bunch of things, but I couldn't really say which of those modules will really sell better in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, yeah, so I really think you know there's there's a lot here too in in that like the products that we're building like i don't know they seem like even product tours alone seem so uh straightforward you know it's just like show these little things in the ui but then when you like peel back the layers behind it like not only the ui complexity but also dealing with like that event triggering system which i know you're in like completely in that world as well you know it kind of <laughs> like yeah, you start thinking like, what else can I do with this information? Because I've already got this like ecosystem hooked up. And so I'm already thinking like, you know, of what, like what other things I'll use like those triggers for as well. And I, I don't know, it's, um, yeah, like I think there's, it almost feels like it would be a waste to just do like the one module with like this whole, like we basically are both, uh, if you're aware of like the product segment, like we're almost rebuilding yeah. segment plus this additional uh these additional features so yeah, yeah I'm, interesting. I'm so glad you said that man because what what i feel or why i am actually going for more than just one of those modules to start with is that i feel that the magic really comes from connecting them because you're already building those triggers and you already have the data from different sources and can like have callbacks on page um, and that's where it really shines, I feel. Whereas, you know, like if you just have like wait lists or just a change log, that's great. <laughs> um, but then you're just spreading, like as the customer, you're just spreading your data across another tool. Mm -hmm. And if you can just combine those, that's really where the magic happens. At the same time, I have to say, it's really intense as a developer looking at all those different solutions which are really great by themselves and trying to you know like have maybe a, a slightly reduced version of all of those mm -hmm. um but they still need to work and work well and look good and you know like be hooked up into your event stream thing and it's it's pretty challenging <laughs> yeah i have you know uh, it's the way i've been approaching this is like is like leaving the hard parts like longer sometimes like i think the right choice is is to just like attack the hardest thing head on and but for for this problem for me it felt like if i can wait this out like and let myself like ruminate on this for uh, like and so that's why i kind of start with like do the website landing page first then do like a product demo and now i'm gonna build like an a you know crappy version of the app and like and as these things like play out over time, I'm like kind of like letting myself like build opinions on what I think that that should look like. And because it was not, it's, you know, the abstraction or the decision there was not super clear to me on like how involved I should even get in that. Like some of it, um, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it like, I was like, maybe I just build an integration into segment so that like I just hook into yeah. their stream 
and like i don't deal with events at all and and you have to hook up something else or like you have to bring your own like through zapier or something um and that for like as you know probably like that's going to bring the cost down for for myself and for the end user um because like i'm not managing gigabytes and gigabytes of of event stream data and like triggers uh, like based on um you know a pub sub system and things like that so you know it's something i'm still actually thinking about is like how much do i want to get into that world and so that's where like speaking with some customers early on is going to help me to like figure out like um you know i want to just put some tours in in users hands let them start building things and then they're going to quickly think like oh but how does this you know how does this get triggered it's like Oh, is it just like the first time that the user logs in or is it because they have identified like in the onboarding process as like a blue button clicker versus a red button yeah. clicker and like self-segmented and and it gets really complex when you start thinking about that stuff. So um so I am punting that decision <laughs> and like <laughs> you know, we'll see because like it's it's tricky. Not only does it make the app more complex, it can really um, blow up your cost structure as a yeah. business so uh it's something yeah, absolutely. i'm thinking really hard about yeah i mean that's probably not a bad approach i kind of did the opposite and went <laughs> went ahead with the hardest part first <laughs> so, so i don't i don't even have a marketing page out yet but i kind of have those events <coughs> figured out um it's 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 kind of interesting I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out <laughs> yeah no that's <laughs> Honestly, everyone like approaches things differently. And I, I think, you know, it's so easy to to get decision paralysis too by just by just like standing on the sidelines. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just like start building it out. And like you can always just like sync your DB and like, you know, go full reset. And like we're still at that stage right now where it's like yeah. okay to do that. And so, you know, that's something I'm still like reminding myself of constantly is like you know what yeah, i can build this out true. in this like you know I, I told you before i was um before the call on on twitter i think that i was thinking of using dynamo db and like because the scale of these events like can get really um really wild but like i'm just starting out and like this is a whole new database paradigm like the single table design pattern is like pretty mind-bending un until you've done it a couple times and so so it's like, you know, you don't have to start with like this massive scale. You can just like, you can always migrate it later. It's not going to be fun, but it's, it's possible. So deal with those problems when they, when you need to. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having to scale is probably a great problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like at that point, if you need to hire like the best database migration specialist, because you're, you have like so much success, like that would be amazing. Where it really, though, I don't want to end up is like I build in, which which goes back to like why pricing isn't up on the page yet. It's like I want to make sure I get a feel of like how much this is going to cost me on, in that underlying structure first um, before I like go and like underprice the market. Like I, I don't know if you've heard um, the podcast um, Above Board. It's the oh yeah yeah the people who make Fathom Analytics um, yeah. And they talk about competitors who come out with like $1 a month analytics and like, you know, it's basically the same problem of like all these events running around and like um, being captured and like stored and, and everything like 
that's going to cost you so much more. Like you're, you're, and yep. it's only going to inflate over time as you have to store more and more data for each user. So it's, uh, you know, it's like things like that that can bite you. So I'm really trying to just like, you know, not worry a ton about like putting a, a price on something right now. And, and I'll start getting people using the app and make some calculations based on like real world, what I'm seeing in there. How's that going to scale? Um, yeah. We'll see how it yeah, goes. That sounds there. like a really good plan. Um, you also recently started interviewing people. Is that right? Um, interviewing people in in what sense? In the sense of potential customers and looking for pain points. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, sorry, I was like on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. We are. Um, I am. I always say we, but it's just me. It makes you feel like a bit like. <laughs> <laughs> better about i don't know you're like yeah we're working on this um but yeah so i am starting to like find some early customers early adopters like i you know i mentioned i put up the landing page at hopscotch.club and for people who want to like sign up for early access and i've you know got a handful of people that have submitted there and i'm starting to reach out and schedule some interviews i was you know supposed to have one today but you know how these things go. People like move them around. They cancel. They, you know, so, um, so I have yet to do uh, an official like um, interview. Um, to be honest, I, I did one a couple months ago, like right at the start of uh, the idea phase for this. Um, and, you know, I take kind of that um, like the mom test uh, approach to this of like trying to ask questions in a historical context. Like I, I love what that book actually taught me about not just being like, so what do you want to pay for this? Or, you know, like, would you use this? Like, no, just ask, like, what are they using right now? Um, yeah. So I'm excited to start moving on that and doing some more customer interviews because I really think, like, like you know, just as you're growing the app and building the app, you got to have that real-time feedback from from real people at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's super smart. <laughs> um, so... It's just the beginning of the journey, but if you had to look back at the last probably one or two or three months or how long you're building, how, how was it? Was it good? Was it was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like I am pretty like I don't want to um, place a huge bet on something that is, you know, that might take a whole year to build that I don't have like the conviction or confidence in. Like, or I'll, or I'll like look back and be like, what a waste of time. Um, but that said, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling good about where I'm at. To be honest, like over the past few months, I've been half time or more like full time on consulting as well. So really when the idea came about, I did a bunch of work, but I was like kind of burning myself out working 40 hours in consulting and then trying to build this on the side. And so I, it kind of put on ice for a bit and um, starting in the new year, um, much like yourself, like I started working just a, like part-time on consulting. So I do uh, right now two and a half days with a client. And then, you know, I have the rest of the week to do to do my own thing. And this way of working has been like really nice. It, I feel like I'm actually moving along at a, a pace that I'm like happy about and I'm not burning myself out. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And like I... I don't know. I really, I envy people who can do like, you know, seeing what you and what Noah have done uh, with like, you know, 
burning the midnight oil and then getting up the next morning and waking up at 5 a.m to like like i can't do that i just like get so cranky and tired my partner would not be happy about that (laughs) so so yeah i'm happy with how things are going so far i really feel like you know january has been the first month of like really going at it and so i'm giving myself some time to like build this out and and really i feel like if i'm gonna make a pivot um into something else a lot of what I'm building right now is is like going to be somewhat reusable for just like the skeleton of a of a SaaS app because you know yeah, my yeah. I I don't have a, like an existing like go to for that yet so it'll be good to have um to have that so yeah I'm still I'm still not trying to place this as like my only bet like I'll work I've seen people work on something for like three years and never get a user like. I really believe that you should get something out the door as quick as possible and get people using it or your own motivation is going to like disappear. And, you know, the project just has like, like you want to know if you're working on the right thing. So I want to find out if I'm doing the wrong thing as soon as possible. With this, there's like, it's actually a pretty big build, even just the product tours part. Like we mentioned, there's like all this, you know, complexity in there. And so I'm really trying to like, question that like what do i really need to finish right now before i put it in people's hands like i wanted to build this you know tour builder ui that like sits on top of your application so you can just like click around and i'm like well to start i'll just build like a simple form that you kind of like add your css selectors it's gonna like i'll be embarrassed about it (laughs) by like giving it to (laughs) people like if i were you know but like it'll show me what people need and then I can go with confidence after that and like build those features out. So I'm really trying to like cut, cut, um, I don't know, cut corners or cut scope where I can. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting scope. I think that's a great idea to be honest, because otherwise like building this complex overlay over people's applications, where they can just point and click the tours. That sounds pretty complex, man. <laughs> um, yeah, like yeah, the, ma- makes sense. There's like all these weird edge cases of like you know, even just like a tour going to a new page or like is that new page oh, like yeah. uh, are you matching a specific route or is it like a wildcard route because it's like slash user slash one slash whatever and like you know those like types of regex patterns you got to match on. You got to check if like the element is there like on mobile or desktop like a lot of actually i've noticed a lot of these things are not doing uh that either like in these like 700 dollar a month like platforms they're not even like really confirming if the element is there it just kind of like breaks and it's like well you know but like for the end user that's like such a confusing experience it's like hey let me show you around and then like you know you go around the corner like following this person like uh, expecting them to show you around and they disappear and you're like where <laughs> where are you <laughs> you know like you're supposed to help me uh so i don't want to like leave people stranded like that so i'm trying to focus on some of those kind of things that will matter really to the to the end visitor who's like interacting with these tours and like if if that means like for now it's like a slightly worse building experience for like my direct customer that's not ideal but like it's it's a trade-off i can make and then build on it later so yeah yeah i think that's a great attitude and the demo on your side actually shows that you're you're like taking care of mobile and whatnot Mm -hmm. and that was one of the like 
I was like, I don't know, this is like 2021 now, like things should be mobile like by default, um, you know? Yeah, I just, I just felt like it's time to like build that into everything. And you know, whether not every app is gonna need that, but I just wanna make sure that it's not my app that's causing the problem um, at the end of yeah. the day, yeah. No, that makes sense. Cam, thank you so much for joining me for this chat today. <laughs> um, where can people find you online? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been like super fun chatting with you about this stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sloan Cam. Uh, I also, yeah, have my own podcast. It's at Work Pals, and I'm joined by my friend Kalen on there every week. We kind of give updates on what we're doing. And if you're interested in Hopscotch, uh, just head over to hopscotch.club and uh yeah just you know sign up for early access and i'll reach out and we'll we'll hang out on the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah man thanks again and uh see you next week listeners all right thank you bye 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 <laughs>